0: This is 2nd Down on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Glad to be hanging out with you all here on this Tuesday afternoon. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming (laughs) of SEC Tournament Baseball. Rain delays. uh, Georgia currently, or technically I should say, in the bottom of the third. But uh, due to rain delays, uh, there has been... Well, I, I kind of said it there, a ton of delays. So, Multiple. down 5-1 to one, uh, currently to Alabama there in the first round. A lot of conversations about what they're going to do because just a ton of rain headed their way there at the SEC tournament. So, you're stuck with us. Welcome back. Sorry about it.
1: Yeah. Good and glad to have you.
0: You guys ready to talk some Pro Bowl?
1: And again, I'm, I'm sure they are because they like, I don't want to speak for the, the listeners, but it's been a long day. Like you said, it's been a long day of exactly that. Just kind of hurry up and wait. When is this rain going
0: to get past? Yeah. Let's get back to... Listen. Let's get back to us. My yard was very grateful for the rain (laughs) that we've gotten this past week because it was looking sparse. And I... Yeah. I water my lawn because I'm one of the lucky people who has a well system. And so, you know, don't have to pay for water from that. Yeah, no. Keep it going. But having said... Water my yard, but it's just its not the same as a good old coastal rain shower. No, not at all. When you think about, I guess, the water per square inch that's hitting it, because when you have the sprinkler and it's just kind of going back and forth, it's like hitting your yard once every 10 to 15 seconds, whereas you get that steady downpour. There you go. Things just get saturated. Truth. Like, yard never looks better than just after a rainstorm.
1: I think we all know the difference between, like, It's like when you're in a rush and you got to take that quick shower. Then you have some time. like Maybe take one at the end of the day, and you can just stand in there. It's kind of so
0: weird. Just take your time. I don't know why we're now standing naked in the shower with PJ, but here we are. Uh, That being said, (laughs) I ask you a question. We are? What? Are (laughs) Are you ready to talk Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl? Are you ready to talk Pro Bowl? Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead. Because sources are telling Jeremy Fowler that they are discussing changes to the Pro Bowl, which I think the changes should be you just don't do it.
1: I think it's gotten to a point, yeah. So It's it's close to the point of no return if it's not already there.
0: Everyone knows where I stand on this, and if you don't, let me fill you in. I think the Pro Bowl is a joke. Because anything that you can earn as a add-in isn't really an honor to me. Like the fact that people can make money in their contracts or players can make money in their contracts because somebody else was just like, mm, I don't want to do that. And now, guess what? Okay, well, you're a pro bowler now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You don't want to do it either? Imagine okay, how... well, now you're a pro bowler. Yep. Like I really wonder how many times players have been like, "Hey, bro, I'm like the next alternate into the Pro Bowl. Do you mind sitting this out? Because you've already been named a Pro Bowler, so you got your bonus for being a Pro Bowler. Do you mind sitting it out so I can?"
1: Yeah, and what's amazing? What's amazing about that is like that happens every single year. It's happening more and more, but we don't talk about like asterisks. Oh, okay. I still ha- sorry. I had to look that up the other day because people were referencing it and wow. I had no idea what it was.
0: He doesn't know about we don't talk about Bruno.
1: Well, we shouldn't talk about it, first of all. Yeah. But now too many people are. So anyway, I still <laughs> got to go see that.
0: Anyway. Um, I don't know if you have to go see it anymore. I'm pretty okay. sure it's on Disney+. Plus. all right. yes. pretty sure you can just see it. It's watch there. It. Anyway. Why do we go see movies at the theaters but watch them at home?
1: Well, it's like the one that that I want to go see tonight with my family. I feel like
0: the experience wouldn't be the same no no but like why is it see at one place oh watched? you're strictly talking about yeah like if i tell you i watched a movie at my house I, I watched a movie if i told you i saw a movie at my house you'd be like the hell are you talking about but <laughs> you're right but if you said i watched, I watched the movie a movie at, at the, at the theater, theater you're like again people would be like, what sounds do you like mean? i'm like standing outside the theater it, watching it, the it sounds like
1: you went and saw a movie christian <laughs> we're like wait hold on that's very odd and i hate that you picked up on that because now i'm never gonna think about that the same
0: again but anyway, back to All-Star Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so, like, again, we don't talk about – you We talk about asterisks <laughs> and stuff like that on, like, Super Bowls, right? And people want to put asterisks on uh, certain years and sure. certain great years for certain players or whatever, like the bubble championship, yeah. right? Everyone always wants to talk about, well, it was the bubble championship. Oh, God, but if it wasn't you ever same, are blah, blah, trying
0: blah. to defend a player to me and you come – like, the first thing you come at me with is, well, he's a pro- – nope. Get We're We're the right, hell out of but here. But that's
1: the thing. We don't talk about asterisks on pro bowlers yeah. even though they get literally get like seventh person down the line Hey, man, no one else wants to go because it's not important enough No,
0: well think about how you It's do not it. important enough have, for an asterisk. You have already told us that it's not important because the technically two best teams in your sport don't get to participate in it. True
1: <laughs> Well not that they So they like just, how many
0: times They don't want been, it. What? He's been to uh, Kevin. Tom Brady's been to 10 or 11 Super Bowls. 10. 10 times. Tom Brady, the best player in your sport, hasn't been able to participate in it. You know why? Because he's playing in the Super Bowl. Yep. And do you think he would do the it anyway?
1: Hell no. So how I, many Pro That's a good question. Yeah. How many Pro Bowls has Tom Brady played? I know in? he's
0: done at least a few, and I'm going to get to why I know that here in a second. But I just All Star games for me have always been a weird thing. Like I, I've always hated that baseball actually made all. I know they don't do it anymore, but baseball made All Star games. Actually, means something. Yeah, where it's like, oh well, whoever wins the All Star game, that league gets home field advantage in the World Series. That is so ridiculous to me, especially when you let fans decide stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep, that you would decide things like that. But with the Pro Bowl, I can't tell you that I've ever watched a full quarter of a Pro Bowl, and more and more recently, it's just become a joke. Mm-hmm. Where you have Mac Jones. Breaking off an 80-yard touchdown run up the middle of the field. If I told you a Patriot quarterback was going to have an 80-yard touchdown run last year, Mac Jones ain't the first one that's coming to mind. Probably not. Cameron Newton would probably be the first one on my mind.
1: That's true. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot he played for them.
0: But that being said, I think I this is an interesting kids. opportunity for the NFL to because I've seen a few people say, uh, like Chad Johnson came out and said, oh, well, let's just do it because Chad Johnson's just always trying to get back on the field in some way or another. Hey, let's it's true. do a seven-on-seven seven, uh, with the old guard against the new guard. Oh, retired players against current players. Number one, dear lord, I don't know if we could find seven, like, retired players. And I'm not talking about guys who, like, retired, like, last year. I'm talking about, like, Chad Johnson-level retired players. I don't know if we could find seven to ten of them that would even be able to stand up to the current pro bowl wide receivers no yeah probably not and running backs there's there's two off the top of your
1: head but other than that that's it like there's, there's chad Ochocinco yeah. and and to and right. that's just because they always want to come back and play correct yeah but anyway
0: but i can just see them like asking calvin johnson then this and he'd be like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah even then i'm still hiding from the lions How uh know? But I think it's a really cool opportunity for the NFL to add an event that people will actually care about, and they've they've had it before. They just canceled the wrong part. Yeah. Back when they used to have it at Aloha Stadium in Hawaii, it mm-hmm. was you had the skills competitions. Yep. And that was what most people watched, and then nobody gave a rip about the game. Yeah. No. Unless it's Sean Taylor decapitating a punter.
1: And rest rest in peace. I still don't care about that.
0: That was awesome.
1: Think about that though; that's the most notable play in like Pro Bowl history.
0: I'm trying. Off that's the, top the one of my that always to comes to people's one.
1: mind and gets played on repeat. Is yeah. a starting like incredible defensive back decapitating a punter.
0: I heard a Washington.
1: That's the last. I heard a Washington
0: football team. I don't know if he's a scout or front office person, but said like Sean Taylor that year. Like he came in. And he had just like put on muscle and lost weight and had just like finally like grown out of being like a college guy, which was still one of the best athletes in the world and like had become like Sean <laughs> yeah. Taylor. Right. And he was right. like the dude that looked like a stallion. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds about right. And so you have him decapitating a punter. Yeah. Right. So that's the best moment we got from it. But we used to have the long ball competition oh, where yeah. you have Brett Favre and. You have Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's and all the quarterbacks. I mean, Dale, Jeff Garcia is out there doing it, right?
1: Know. You have the quarterbacks. There was a couple years. Jeff Garcia was pretty fun to watch. Okay? Yeah, heck
0: yeah. yeah. But there's uh, now not the most fun person to talk to, but that being said, <laughs> uh, yes. you had all the cool <laughs> stuff. And then you had just these amazing mountains of men, offensive linemen, just doing bench press competitions. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds stupid. But when you get to watch them do things like Larry Allen lifting, uh, sign me up. Yeah. I'm watching the hell out of that. In a heartbeat. I will watch Larry Allen bench press over a full quarter of Pro Bowl football any day of the week. Of course. So I, they've had it. Bring back the skill contest. And if yeah. you want to do seven on seven inside of that, see that's fine. Sure, whatever. Do a couple quarters. And, like, like, and have it just like have it like as a like captains. Like you have like a couple of captains and you pick teams. Yeah. For seven on seven. Like, I think that's fine. What was it
1: like? Like Christian McCaffrey or like, Saquon Barkley or something like that running through the, the obstacle course mm-hmm. uh, with the running backs and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of wide receivers doing the same thing. That'd be fun as hell. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. And what the problem is, too, like you said, they kind of changed and canceled the wrong parts of the Pro Bowl. They turned that into, like, they turned the skills competition into, like, a field day where it's like yeah. where they had, like, dodgeball and things like that, which is kind of fun. That's fine. I don't really care about professional
0: athletes playing another like game. I want of course I not, want to no. see y'all do like wild stuff, like stuff that I can't do. Exactly. I can play dodgeball.
1: Yeah, and I heartbeat. can't
0: I can't shoulder press three hundred and fifteen pounds.
1: Yeah, I don't care if Julio Jones can catch a dodgeball or not. Yeah. I care about him like going up and one hand grabbing stuff. I want to see how far tapping. Josh
0: Allen can throw the football.
1: Yeah, man. That was like <laughs> well, one of my uh one of the things that Matt Ryan, of course, had several incredible moments in, in college football. But like coming into the league, too, uh, they were doing like their skills day. What was it? It was like ESPN is kind of like the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, skills competition. But they did it for college the thing, football. The thing athletes. where you
0: have the golf carts driving back and forth and have the targets for the quarterbacks. to Yeah. Throw into. yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. But Hitting also when your quarterback buckets, like, goes out there and like he's been great, and then all of a sudden he gets in there and like he's just like missing the whole board, you're like, oh, oh. I don't know. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> it's worrisome.
1: But no, I'm I'm right there with you. And while you're at it, bring it back to Hawaii. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: Like nothing against Orlando.
1: Orlando's great, sure. Whatever.
0: Well, I think the thought is you could bring get more to people to attend. <laughs> but yeah. Now take that bad boy back out to Hawaii.
1: There's probably a lot of different reasons. Well, they it's it a Orlando, TV deal, right? right? Like, it's yeah. like you're
0: giving ESPN another game. Yep. When you do that, right? You have <laughs> Monday Night Football and they have the Pro Bowl. So you're giving them another game. But just continue to give them the coverage of the Pro Bowl. For sure. Or whatever it is. I don't know. I think you could do a lot cooler things with it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like you said, it's, it's become a laughing. Or make like, the
0: Pro Bowl like the XFL Super Bowl. So like between the actual Super Bowl and, I don't know, just something that's different. Something that actually matters. Like, there we go. Kevin <laughs> Sam, just there let the is. SEC champion play like the worst pro team. And
1: hey, they probably beat him. Okay.
0: Hey, you were talking about them dogs last year. That was an NFL defense. Okay. Hey. That was an NFL defense.
1: Sure. I know I know, man. I know. An NFL roster, what what, what would we take? The I guess it wouldn't be the Browns anymore, because they're bad, but they're not the worst.
0: They're yeah, they're not It's crazy. Probably the Texans.
1: Probably the Texans.
0: Which, honest to God, if I, I ask you who's a better quarterback, Davis Mills or Stetson Bennett? like I know it's probably <laughs> Davis Mills, but do you feel comfortable saying that?
1: Would they, no, not and at I all. I think
0: Stetson might be older than Davis Mills.
1: Would Davis Mills score a touchdown on, <laughs> Georgia? on the Georgia Bulldogs? Uh, Why have we morphed into this conversation? You did it. And I don't like that my brain is actually asking that question honestly. Listen, the,
0: the, the honest to God's truth is, it's grown men who do this professionally against teenagers. Of course, the grown men are going to win. Like, it's, it ain't a very hard question to answer. But sometimes it's fun just to, you know, yeah, take a quick gander.
1: I think it's more fun to, like, it starts getting more interesting with that conversation when you talk about certain, like, position groups. Like, is this position group better than that position group? When, it, when you talk about actually playing a full game, like you said, of course the NFL team is going to win. Um,
0: like, okay, Derek Stingley is a rookie on the Texans. He massacred Georgia in 2019. It's
1: true. It's true. And when I was thinking about the Cleveland Browns even, like, they still have, well, I know not anymore, but, like, if you're going off last year's roster, you know, Baker Mayfield, the starting quarterback, we saw what the, he did Mayfield. against Georgia. Right? He didn't win the game. No, but he had a heck of a ball game. Put up plenty of points. You know, so.
0: Boy. And that was years ago. Boy. Boy. The Houston Texans quarterback room is rough. Oh, Kyle yeah. Allen of Houston fame. Former Florida and Louisiana Tech quarterback, Jeff Driscoll, oh, out no. here doing that. Former Stanford quarterback, Kevin Hogan. Wow. And Davis Mills. You and, have two Stanford quarterbacks on your team. Come on now.
1: Yeah, that's rough. I didn't know Kevin Hogan was still floating around out there.
0: Look, like Rex Burkhead's out here doing it. Royce Freeman's out here doing it. Marlon Mack's out here doing it for the Texans. They also drafted Damian Pierce. Out of Florida,
1: Kevin Hogan was at least like he was one of those college quarterbacks where he was never.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. the The Texans would like obliterate Georgia. Their whole roster. Would, like yes. but just think about how stupid these arguments are. Like it's Georgia just had five players drafted in the first round. What, fifteen overall? Yeah. You know the cool thing about this Texans roster is ninety nine percent of them are drafted. True. So you're talking about fifteen versus. What eighty guys?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's All that's right. rough. It's so. gonna be a bad time. Why did y'all make me do this? Did
1: they? Did the Texans not draft a quarterback?
0: Uh, not not that is listed on their. Wow,
1: they really they believe.
0: No, they don't believe they're waiting. They for believe C.J. in
1: Davis Mills. They're
0: waiting for CJ or Bryce.
1: I don't know, man. They're putting a lot of faith in them. They're
0: putting a lot of faith in. They're, they're building around Jeff, them. Jeff Driscoll. Anyway, why are we here?
1: I don't know. Let's go to break. We're yeah. going to come
0: back. We actually are going to talk about quarterbacks. The this is second is down on ESPN Radio. I apologize for the last three minutes of the show. Second down on ESPN Radio. We are presented to you by The Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. PJ, you had a final thought on the last segment there.
1: Oh, yeah. Just an observation. Just the Pro Bowl is so bad that it couldn't even keep our interest for an entire segment. Like, that's, that's how bad it's come. That's where it's at. That's fair. So it's time, I think. Speaking of how bad it's
0: gotten. uh, 24-7 sports. Brad Crawford, who does an excellent job of covering college football. Uh, This is the time of the year where we get the really cool graphics about a lot of different things, a lot of rankings, a lot of top 10s. Brad Crawford put out his top 20 quarterbacks for 2022. Okay. All right. I am going to start... You want 20 through 1?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go quick. I always like I'm it I'm going to go way. auctioneer yeah, yeah.
0: style on here. Not that fast. I wish I could do that. I'd have to practice. But that being said, I'm going to go auctioneer style here. And 20 through 1, give you Brad Crawford's top 20 quarterbacks. And then we're going to talk about it. I like it. All right. So number 20, he has Anthony Richardson from Florida. Number 19, he has Jackson Dart, the USC transfer to Ole Miss. Quinn Ewers, who transferred from Ohio State to Texas. Uh, Malik Cunningham is a really good quarterback there at Louisville. Uh, Aiden O'Connell at Purdue. Will Levis, who a lot of people have projected to be a top five pick in next year's NFL draft, has him at number 15. Uh, Will Rogers, the quarterback there at Mississippi State, who had a solid beginning to last year, but kind of hit the skids a little bit towards the end of the season. Uh, Cam Rising, (laughs) Utah's quarterback, had an unbelievable Rose Bowl uh, there and some of the littish uniforms we saw all year. Brennan Armstrong, we talked about this guy yesterday, Virginia's quarterback, maybe the best name ever. More than just a name. Armstrong. <laughs> at number 11, Sam Hartman at uh, Wake Forest. I don't know why I almost said West Virginia, but Wake Forest there, a guy who led Wake Forest on a historic run last year, won their division there in the ACC, uh, played Pitt in the championship game I, there. I know why you said,
1: yeah. almost said West Virginia. We're not used to talking about Wake Forest. It's
0: true. Like My brain just doesn't want to let me do it. Let's be honest. All right, so here we go. Top 10. You ready? Tyler Van Dyke, the just amazing quarterback who had a transformative year last year for Miami. If you remember, the beginning of last year was not the starting quarterback true. for the Hurricanes. Kind of earned that job through attrition and injury, and then came in and was just slinging 300-yard game after 300-yard game. Uh, number nine, Devin Leary at NC State. They were the first team to beat Clemson and God knows how long in the ACC last year <laughs> uh, and continued to have just an excellent season for them. All right, number eight, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina quarterback, uh, transfers in from Oklahoma. Curious to see how he rebounds after a terrible year uh, last year. Number seven is Grayson McCall. I believe this is his final year uh, at Coastal Carolina, but has been the best player in the Sun Belt for the past two seasons, and I don't know that's been really close. Uh, number six, Hinton Hooker who once he took over, right, once he took over last Mm -hmm. year for Tennessee, that offense, that Josh Heupel offense took off. All right, top five, K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas, big quarterback. And I I mean, like, just like like big. That's a mountain of a man. Oh, yeah. Good quarterback. I don't know about top five. Number four, Dylan Gabriel transferred from UCF out to Oklahoma. And then top three here, Caleb Williams at USC transfers in from Oklahoma. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. And Bryce Young from Alabama. And number one, PJ. I want to let you go handle yeah. whatever's happening out there. But what's curious is we have glass here, and there's a a young lady that is trying to get our attention. I'm gonna let PJ Zuko go talk to her real quick. But so if you go back through that top 20, I believe a notable player left off. That is, is everything okay? I don't know. This is one of the this r- is what kills me is we're in here doing a radio show. Yeah. yeah exactly. Big timers that come on after us. Too busy yapping. This this to is each the, other. Did they to,
1: disappear? This is one of the rare Yeah, they're already this is one of the rare instances where uh, I can walk in and Hey Kevin, wanna get yeah, on that for me? Yeah.
0: Should I go through the top twenty again? Uh I'm just kidding. I'm Last, kidding. I'm kidding. No,
1: okay. no. Honestly, like I don't know who you had at three. Or okay, not, so we'll go. We have I, Four, I three, one. Four through one. Dylan had Dylan
0: Gabriel, UCF transfer, who's now at Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. Caleb Williams, Oklahoma transfer, who's okay. now at USC. Gotcha. CJ Stroud at two, and then Bryce Young at one. Who did we leave off?
1: Oh, um, God, that's a really.
0: This should be fairly obvious.
1: Well, that's the problem with me is most of the fairly obvious things are the things I forget.
0: How about the I, national I champion know. winning quarterback? That's
1: so true. Yeah, Stetson Bennett III. Not in the top 20 at all. You have th- guys on there who literally haven't proved
0: anything yet. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Jackson Dart. Yeah. If we're talking about who had the more stars coming out of high school. Yeah, Jackson Dart. Talk about dudes who did something in college. What? Exactly. Quinn Ewers yeah. has literally done nothing in college. That's the that's the biggest Who problem. the hell is Aiden O'Connell? <laughs> I don't know. My favorite teams. In Wasn't the Big he 10 in that movie, no like idea. The Pianist? Uh, I think that's. I think that's who that is. I've never seen it. I don't know. I, I Tyler Van Dyke is a really good pro prospect. Like, if he's outside the top ten, I get it. But if you ask any SEC coordinator who they'd rather have, KJ Jefferson or Stetson Bennett, right
1: now they're probably saying Stetson. Correct. Yeah. I definitely. So to... that's
0: that's wild to me that he didn't make the top twenty. And listen, I don't come just as like the oh, we have Georgia on the radio, I got a defense test in a minute. I come to you from a place of statistics and actually just watching the games, right? Last year, in terms of yards per attempt, because this is something that I find to be one of the more honest stats in terms of quarterbacks, right? Because if you have somebody who throws for 400 yards a game, but they're throwing it 50 times a game, not the same as somebody who has 400 yards in a game throwing the ball 20 times a game. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Big difference. Also, like to look at Yak, but that's harder to find in terms of quarterback stats, but Mm -hmm. we're going to go yards per attempt. So every time this guy drops back to throw the football, here's how many yards your team picks up. Last year, the leader for the country was Grayson McCall. Coastal Carolina, 11.9 yards per attempt. Right? C.J. Stroud was number two at Ohio State, 10.1 yards per attempt. Stetson Bennett was number three at 10 yards an attempt. Every time Stetson Bennett threw the football, Georgia's picking up a first down but that's not good enough for top 20.
1: I don't know. I I I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like at
0: this point is it's, it just is, it, is at this point is it just dumb to argue it? Cuz like you're obviously not going to change people's minds.
1: Well at this point I I don't know if I would love <laughs> I don't know cuz it's their job. So there's no way there's no way you just forget about Stetson Bennett. I like I don't I don't get it.
0: I would love to see where he would be. Jackson Dart's not even on the list.
1: I would love to see where, where that opinion is. Like, where, where Stetson is for that person. Is he 25? Is he 30? And if so, why?
0: Aiden O'Connell, Purdue, 8.4 yards per attempt. I mean, the man last year, Stetson, I, I was thinking about this on the way in there today because, you know, you you start formulating the show concepts and, like, start going through the takes in your head. Yeah. I was like, this kid, I'm like, hmm that has been as old as hell. He's like 37 years old out there <laughs> yeah. throwing the football around. Yeah. I was like, so this dude, I think, is the best way to describe him. Last year, threw for 29 touchdowns to seven interceptions, had a 176.7 pass rating and 10 yards per attempt. And this was not a dink and dunk offense.
1: Right, no, they were
0: playing of the big rock, play. Pound the, rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, and then hit it downfield to the big tight ends, A.D. Mitchell, uh, Arian Smith when he was healthy, right? Yeah. I just, where is the lack? Because, I mean, obviously you have to cover this, PJ, but you come from a a more national perspective. When you see Stetson Bennett playing, do you see a guy who's one of the top 20 quarterbacks in college football, or do you think he's just, eh, he is what he is because of what Georgia has around him?
1: I don't know. Like, it's to me, it's hard and it's, kind of kind of wrong to say that in the first place. Like, I I think that's such a disadvantage that we give to people when, when we're viewing it, because like, listen, if CJ Stroud didn't have the type of wide receivers he had around him, is he as good? Like, is, is he sitting in that top five? I don't know. It's hard to tell, but like, you can only play with what you have. So I think that argument is, is kind of frustrating. Um, But, no, I mean, I feel like, especially in in the really good games, right, in the really solid games for Stetson Bennett, you know, if if I just watched the first quarter of the national championship game and kind of made my opinion off of that, then, yeah, no, I I probably wouldn't have Stetson Bennett in the top 20, right? But you got to take it all. you got to take that fourth quarter showing what he was able to do there. And some of the big moments throughout the year that, that he was able to contribute in, and again, like especially that college football playoff showing. So, I, yeah, I think it's it's laughable. And I know there was a lot of there was a lot of things breaking my focus when we got done with that top top twenty uh, list. So my apologies for not having not not having that on the top of my head. But um, no, I think that's insanely laughable. Um, especially probably my, my biggest argument too. Is having guys up there that literally haven't proven anything yet, um, haven't haven't done anything yet in, in college football. Uh, they we're simply going off what we think they're going to do, the situation they're in, and how many stars they had and the hype around them. Horrible. And that is that is insanely frustrating to me. So yeah, just answering your your just simp- simply your question. Uh, even as someone who doesn't watch every second of Georgia football, like. And and eat, sleep, breathe it. Yeah, heck yeah! I'd put uh, I'd still put Stetson if not top ten, top fifteen. Well, and that's again, laughing. I told
0: you I, I don't like to just come at things like here's my opinion. I guess I, I like to come right, from like course. here's what I gauge. I guess I guess technically you could still call it an opinion, but I like the numbers don't lie at some point.
1: Exactly, and that's yeah. the other thing that that I will say that like you're kind of saying about yourself, yeah. but at, at the same time you always bring credibility with your takes. It's not Thanks, just man. like, it's like, honestly, like, this is like the different. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to go there. But, no, I think everyone, especially, in, like, in sports media, should should probably come with a take and some stats behind it to back it up. And that's yeah, something, that's, especially with that Stetson. That
0: don't get clicks. But here's my sure, question. is especially
1: what, with Stetson, Benny, you always do that.
0: But what hasn't Stetson done? And you know me, PJ. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a text message I have. At the beginning of 2020, which technically didn't prove, didn't prove to be false, but I'll eat my crow on this one. Uh, when Stetson had to come in after George's quarterback conundrum, where Jamie Newman just decides to leave. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you don't know, you have that quarterback shuffle, and you don't really know what's going to happen in that Arkansas okay. game. And Stetson Bennett comes in and saves the day. I have a text message between me uh, and one of our sales managers where I said, if Stetson Bennett is your quarterback, this team's bleeped. Right. And, like, didn't prove to be dis true in 2020. Right. Right, but 2021, beginning of the season, I was as critical as anybody. I thought he had those boneheaded moments, and Kirby Smart's brought this up, where he has stretches of time where he plays terribly. My question is, what college quarterback doesn't? Bryce Young didn't put the ball in the end zone against Auburn until the final drive of the game. Very true. Right, the same defense that Stetson Bennett toasted. But if you want to talk about numbers, I'm looking at this list here from Brad Crawford that Stetson Bennett is not on. You know what his record is against quarterbacks on this list?
1: Oh, man. I can't wait for this. Four and
0: one. Yeah. And the one loss he avenged.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's that's
0: incredible. So, I guess you can keep your list. Tessa Bendle to keep his ring. Uh, we got to take a go. quick break. We'll there come back is. with more. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. If you miss any portion of the show, you can check it out on ESPNCoastal.com and follow us wherever you get your podcast. We'll be right back after this. PJ, you mm-hmm. know I'm a big fan of buzzwords. You know? Circle back. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Listen, this thing is going to have a huge positive net impact. Wow. Yeah.
1: I almost don't even know what that means. Our
0: growth revenue coming up. No, so it's just people like to throw around buzzwords. And I think the biggest one in terms of college football, outside of name, image, and likeness, and transfer portal, and all that, has become collective. Ooh, yes. Right? Collective is the word that was in no one's vernacular pre-NIL and is now everywhere. And I'm on businessofcollegesports.com right now, PJ. And I'm just, I'm looking through. They have paired up every collective that is associated with a university. Now, I should say associated in a very loose sense, right? They're theoretically in some of these states are no ties between the collective And the school itself, at least legally, there's not. Now, there are some states like Tennessee where they are allowed to broker and facilitate NIL deals through the university because that's been passed as a state law. I don't know how the hell that works when it's against the rules of the NCAA. Yeah. Right? So, as I sit here and look, right, starting at the top, I mean, I'm not going to read all of them, but I mean, Auburn, NIL, Auburn, LLC, Clemson University, Tiger Impact, Florida State University, Rising Spear. Right? You have Friends of Spike. Wow. Which is Gonzaga's. Okay. Gonzaga, (laughs) Gonzaga. You have the Hoosier Hoosier Hysterics NIL Collective. That's a little wordy.
1: Yeah, that's a little
0: much. Uh, This one's actually pretty good. Iowa State, the We Will Collective. Okay. All right. We will sign them checks. We will. This one might be the most aptly named one. Pack of Wolves. NC State. They just, like, couldn't oh find anything God. else. All right. I'm going to tell you what Ohio State's is called. No. It's Actually, called, no. It's called the, the Foundation. Oh, my God. But can you guess, like, what's emphasized in that word? The. The. Jesus. Foundation. All three letters capitalized. <clears throat> but that being said, you have uh, Happy Valley Talent.
1: Hey, see, that's that's the greatest one on the list. That I mean, sounds like how, a how
0: much better anymore. Strip get? mall. It does. A talent scout. Yeah. The really weird guys who come up to you at like a regular mall and is like, "Hello, I am a talent scout." You're like, "Please stay God's at least terrible. eight feet away from me." That sounds like at all times. Yeah, That
1: sounds like a dang. That's like a dance studio. Here's a better one. You have like you mall. have
0: three of them. Uh, Nittany Commonwealth.
1: That's bad. See, yeah, okay, and
0: success fine. with honor. Stop it. Wait, here's where I'm at with collectives. Jeez. And I was talking to our own Ben Troop, who's involved with the Gator Collective. And I understand the need for representation for players. Mm-hmm. Right? I understand that if you are going to be an athlete and involved with earning money through contract deals with different advertisers, you then need legal help to make sure. You're not stepping over your own feet. You're making sure your taxes are being paid. You're making sure you're not being taken advantage of. And for that, you pay a fee to whoever your agent is. Where this becomes very murky, and I think (laughs) we're kind of like sussing out how we feel about this every single day. Because it was just one day college sports just went like, bam! Yeah. Deal with it. Everything's different now. Have fun. And now we're just trying to have to deal with it. I think where people get stuck on collectives, and I would be one of them. Again, I feel like I have to start every single conversation with this with saying, I support NIL. I believe players should be able to go out and make money and not be restricted on making money. On the flip side of that, I believe there has to be some sort of competitive balance and we can't just straight up pay recruits to go to the school. Or, you, or if you're going to do that, you need to change the recruiting model. I know we had a full conversation about this last week, how it just doesn't make sense. Right? right? Yeah. That being said, and not to take a shot at something Ben does. And him and I have sat down and had a conversation about this. I don't think it's sustainable to continue to have these that are just strictly associated with a school. Right. Yeah. I think where fans <laughs> get a little icky is when you have, let's just pick one out, for example. Oh my God, please tell me this is real. Okay, it's not, it's not, it's one that's folded, but it's a great one. Pony Up for SMU. That's, <laughs> right?
1: It's actually, it's pretty right, funny. It's, it's not it's that honest. bad.
0: It's honest, yeah. right? So you have <laughs> you have pony up, and it is directly correlated to facilitate NIL deals for SMU athletes. And let's be real, to entice players to go to that school because you know that's in place. Yep. Switch that. Make it the Texas college football player or the Texas college football initiative, Or it doesn't matter if you go to SMU, Texas, Texas Tech, BYU, wherever you go to school inside the state of Texas. We are an organization that knows the laws of the state of Texas and can help broker and facilitate deals with you regardless of what city you're in. Exactly. That I don't think anyone have a anyone have a problem with. Right. But when you're at Clemson and you have the Tigers Initiative. The initiative is to get more tigers to Clemson.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you're not fooling anybody. Right? Like
0: That's the initiative. Yeah. And you have people down at Miami brokering deals, setting it, and being blatant about it, setting aside 10 million dollars. This is verbatim setting aside 10 million dollars to broker these deals and you're getting transferred players in where you're setting them up on 2-year 400 million dollar deals and that's 400 million per year yeah to come and you're setting them up with these companies and you're just out there in the open saying yeah Miami let's do it yep that's where i think people are going this can't work right it's an, it's a it's another
1: recruiting tactic basically it's like you like you said put the emphasis and put the importance on getting the best deals and getting the best situations for each player. And I I think that's what people get lost in almost. If you you take any kind of issue with these types of things, the automatic response is, oh, you just don't like players making money. Oh, you just don't like players being in a good situation for themselves. And like, no, that's, that's not what it is at all. I just don't like, we just don't like, school's profiting and just using it as a recruiting tactic to get that player in there. And then from there on, they, they can figure it out from there. I very much like your idea of let's make this
0: a, a statewide thing, It possible... You can make it a region-wide thing. You can make yeah. it a county-wide thing. So Whatever once you, you want to figure do. Out, like, once you figure out what school you
1: want to go to, and you end up going there, what school is best for you and has the most possibility for you then you go to someone that figures out the best deals for you and the best possibilities for you at that school. Well, here's the reality. You're not
0: allowed to broker an NIL deal before you arrive at a school right right. now. Not that anybody's enforcing that, but that's the reality. And so if I'm a player and I look around and I'm trying to decide between schools and three of them have these collectives to where I know if I go there, there's going to be people who make sure I get paid. Mm Mm-hmm that eliminates whatever other schools were there that don't have those. Exactly. And so if you don't have one now, you're behind the eight ball. Right. I just don't know how long that's sustainable. It is going to be sustainable forever for about 20, 30 schools inside of college football. Absolutely, Because just the economy that's around that. But for a lot of schools, it's just not sustainable whatsoever.
1: Yep. You're basically buying time right now. Mm-hmm. Like trying no. to keep up with those other schools and, and hoping... That the NCAA and, and whoever else gets these guidelines figured out, uh, so that basically it can it can save your chances.
0: I mean, Rutgers University, right here, the Knights of Raritan. Knights of the Raritan will provide opportunities to athletes in every sport for academic internships, camps and clinics, autograph signings, personalized messages, commercial appearances, charity events, meet and greets, NFTs, influencers, marketing and brand partnerships such as sponsored social media posts and more. You come to Rutgers, you're a knight. You're going to have opportunities to make money, and we're going to facilitate it for you. Right. I just don't know that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I don't know that that's what it's supposed to be. It's an ever-changing landscape, and one day to the next, we don't know what next cataclysmic, seismic event's going to happen. So we're just holding on to our seats. It could all change tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we're just holding on to our seats. And, you know, once we get to football season, let's be honest, we're going to be talking about what's, what's going on on the field, who looks awesome, who's getting fired. Yep. Who's going to the championship. So it it is what it is. We we're humans just like anybody else. But right now we are in the seas of change inside of college athletics. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and get you ready for three and out next right here on ESPN radio. PJ, we have a very important holiday today. Really? What national day is it today? No, come on. It's a holiday. Very important one. What? It's national brother's day. Oh, okay. So I mean, if you want to give a shout out. Hmm? Why would I do that? What? <laughs> all right, BJ's brothers out there. I just wanted to know No, he, he said fine. it on me.
1: Tony, Tony, my oldest brother, nine years older than me. He's got the, got the wife. The two most kids Italian already.
0: name of all time.
1: Yeah, an Antonio. Antonio Zucco. Antonio Zucco. Listen, okay, this is what happened.
0: All right. Listen, I got a brother to get to too, so carry okay, on. Sorry, quickly, quickly, sorry. quickly. Uh, and story. of course,
1: of course, Mario, Navy vet.
0: He might have. What happened to you? I was born. Antonio Mario. Mario Giovanni. Oh, goodness gracious. I was born on my
1: dad's birthday. He, he never wanted a junior, and I was actually going to be Vinny. Oh, my god. And I was born on my dad's birthday, and my grandfather, who loved the idea of a junior apparently and yeah. named his son after him, was uh, apparently stormed in the room. The first thing he said, went past my mom, first thing he said was, that kid better be a junior.
0: My dad agreed. It's fair. Uh, I actually might have a runner-up to the most Italian name of all time, and it's my brother. Two different dads. That's why I have the German last name. True. My brother has the Italian last name. But to Nicholas Leonardo DiMarzo. There you go. Yes. I love you, buddy. You're annoying, but you're bigger than me, so I can't do anything about it. True. I always tell people he's my... Big, big little brother. Cause he, I can't call him my little brother because he's massive. Very true. But he's my big little brother. Or he's just my younger brother.
1: He did a good job uh, driving my truck in the parade. He did.
0: Yeah. And he looks like a bodyguard. I told Absolutely. him, he has, if he ever wants a future in acting, he can be the guy that Keanu Reeves kill, kills. That's like, so just, true. Like yeah. half a second in the movie, dead. That's, that's my brother. Yeah. Anyway, happy Brothers Day to all the siblings out there, all the brothers out there. We'll talk to everyone. Oh, Hard <laughs> Network out.